Thank you for tuning into the Monocle Dynasty Podcast, where we keep an eye on Dynasty football. Your hosts dive deep on players, rankings, strategies, and much more. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Monocle Dynasty. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to the Monocle, where we keep an eye on Dynasty football. First off, I wanted to apologize for the last pod. Uh, it wasn't my best work. Honestly, I've been uh, really busy lately. I've actually been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. I haven't been posting as much or obviously even doing as many pods or as long a pods just because um, I'm I'm working on some stuff with uh, Katie Flower, working on some Debbie. Uh, we're actually working on high school players and, uh, you know, incoming freshmen for uh, for college and for Debbie purposes. And then I've been working on a few things for uh, Dynasty, you know, for uh, rankings, for models, for all, all sorts of different things. And all that stuff takes time. And uh, last week I threw together a take it or leave it, thought it was a good idea. And then I went back and listened to it, you know, it's quick and you know, it, w- it wasn't bad. I honestly do think there was some good info in it and everything, but it's not really what I've been trying to do lately, which is giving you guys more information, diving deeper, digging deeper into the stats and not just saying like, Hey, I don't think this guy's good. So don't draft them or trade them. You know, obviously if you're able to make a trade, great i got some feedback actually and uh and it, it was mostly good but you know just people saying you know maybe it wasn't there wasn't as much detail or information that you know they were looking for and, and they're definitely right um like i said I'm, i've been pretty busy and uh but at the same time I'm, I'm trying to hold myself to a high standard so i started digging deeper into the danger plays and everything that i talked about with uh, josh allen you know, it was basically just a pattern that I had noticed with uh, certain quarterbacks that I didn't think were very good, and I noticed that they had a lot of danger plays, uh, and that was just something that I've, I've noticed over the years. And um, but I, I didn't know for sure that it actually correlated to somebody being bad. So I wanted to dive in a little bit deeper. It's actually pretty interesting. I'm I I spent a lot of time on it, but. It might actually be something. I'm not 100% done with it yet, but I wanted to go ahead and, and start off with what I found so far. And I've actually kind of, I, I don't know, maybe I've created my own metric or something. I've, I've created something called danger rate. Basically, it's just showing you know how, how often a quarterback does something dangerous. And once again, you know, once I started looking, I actually went back. Thank you, FF underscore Spaceman, Dave Wright. Uh, he got me the stats that I needed. Um, I don't have access to every stat or anything like that. He has access to a lot of them. If you ever need a particular stat or anything, definitely reach out to him, join his Patreon. It's well worth it. I reached out to him for the stats that I needed. And that night I had him in my inbox. Pretty cool. So starting out, I started looking at, you know, every quarterback and how many danger plays they had. And, you know, like once again, like I said, you kind of start noticing a pattern where you have a lot of players that, aren't probably considered as good as other players and they have a lot of danger plays. But then you have some that are considered good that have a lot of danger plays. And so I wanted to figure out why, you know, is it, was it just pointless? You know, was I telling you guys look at the danger plays and then there was no, no actual like reason or uh, like anything backing it up. But then I, but then I realized something obviously, and it's pretty simple. I should have realized it before, but not every, quarterback uh, throws the same amount of attempts per season and obviously if you throw 200 more attempts than another player 
then you're probably more likely to have more danger plays. I made a pretty simple formula and basically just divided danger plays by attempts for each year. I have uh, data from 2017, 2018, 19, and 20. So once I had it all into a spreadsheet and color coordinated and all that kind of good stuff, I started picking up on patterns from from certain players. Um, but I noticed something which was, I don't think one bad season from a player means that they're going to be bad. Now there is a threshold that we'll talk about in a little bit of uh, you can't really get to this point, or at least it doesn't seem like you can get to that point, uh, even if it's just one season. But one season with danger plays uh, or like a higher amount of danger plays doesn't necessarily mean like you're going to be absolutely terrible or anything like that. Uh, I've seen some of the better quarterbacks like like Aaron Rodgers. Uh, in 2017, he had a 5.88% danger play or danger rate. But then in 2018, it drops to 2.36% and then 3.31 and 3.99% going through uh, 2019 and 2020. So the one year, it was obviously higher. Uh, I don't know if that was one of the years he was injured or his receivers were injured. I honestly don't remember everything about the 2017 season right now, but whether there's a reason or he just wasn't as safe with the ball that year, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to say. But like I said, you know, having one worse year doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be terrible. Around the best is like, 2.5%, 2.36%, and then the worst that I've seen is even like 100%, but those are usually small sample sizes, but generally speaking, like 12%, uh, 13%, something like that would probably be considered like the highest or, or one of the highest. Eh, I guess it goes a little bit higher, but not really with uh, starting quarterbacks. Those are more backups and things. So when I talk about Aaron Rodgers having a 5.88%, obviously you can understand that that's much higher than his other years, but it's still not terrible. It's still not that bad compared to a, obviously a 12%, even a 10% or an 8%. And 8% seems to be the kind of the cutoff, even though I guess technically it's arbitrary, but um, it kind of seems to be the cutoff where once you hit that season, you're kind of out of the NFL pretty soon. Uh, and I say that because this is the list of starting quarterbacks that are still in the NFL that have had a season with a danger rate over 8%. Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Lamar Jackson, and you guessed it, Josh Allen. Now real quick on Ryan. Uh, Ryan has actually been really safe with the ball up until last season. In 2017, he had a 3.93% danger rate, then a 4.96, a 4.96, and then in 2020, an 8.59%. And that kind of made me wonder, you know, was it because Julio was hurt? Was it because of the need to be coming back because they were just such a terrible team and they they were constantly coming back in games and, and you know, that? Or is it that Ryan's just completely falling off? So then I started noticing something with some of these older quarterbacks. Not that Ryan's necessarily to this level, but Drew Brees has always been safe with the ball. I mean, everyone knows that. He had 3.75% in 2017, 3.68, 3.74, and then in 2020, 6.98%. So you can see that you know his danger rate doubled. And 
I, you know, I, I really do kind of wonder, is it something where these, these players are falling off? Like they're really, okay, now I know it's time to retire or, you know, the, the teams are, are ready to get rid of them. And once again, like I said, I, I'm not hundred percent done with all of this. I haven't gone back enough years to like truly be able to pick up on those patterns, but it's just something that I've noticed. So we'll have to wait and see is Matt Ryan falling off or was it just a down year and, and just, you know, something kind of a, more of a fluke than anything else, but he did hit over that 8.59% over that 8% danger rate. So we know this contract, but we've also seen with all the quarterbacks that we have in the league right now that these teams are willing to move on pretty quickly, whether it's a trade involving picks to get somebody to take on a contract or whatever it needs to be. So I wouldn't be that surprised if Ryan's on a different team or even out of the NFL. That would surprise me more. But that list of quarterbacks, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven quarterbacks that are still in the NFL as a starter that have over an 8% danger rate. And that was out of 98 quarterbacks that I that I had in the database from 2017 to 2020. So you have right around a 7% rate of starting quarterbacks that are still in the NFL once they hit that 8% threshold. It's definitely not something I want to see. So obviously the take it or leave it was on Josh Allen. So let's talk about him. Let's look at his numbers. In 2018, he had a 6.46% danger rate. Then in 2019, it dropped substantially to a 3.51%. And then in 2020, obviously his best season finishes the number two quarterback, uh, at least in fantasy. He jumps back up to an 8.04% danger rate. Now it's just on that that threshold. It's just past that line. So, I mean, like I said, it, it's kind of an arbitrary line that I set just by looking at you know, once the quarterbacks hit that. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's a death knell for Josh Allen, but it definitely doesn't look great. 2021 will be a very indicative and very important year for Josh Allen and whether he's going to be a long-term quarterback for the Bills uh, and for your fantasy teams. Now, I will give Allen a little bit of credit uh, compared to some of the other quarterbacks that I mentioned before, like Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is at a 10.67% danger rate average. He was 12.38% in 2019 and then 8.96% in 2020. So, I mean, the fact that he's still a starter actually blows my mind. But, hey, the Giants are going to giant, right? Another one that's very interesting because he's obviously uh, you know, a high-profile, uh, big-name player, especially in Dynasty, is Lamar Jackson. In 2018, he had an 8.9% danger rate. And then 4.99 in 2019 and 9.22 in 2020. But here's where it gets a little bit more interesting, at least for me. I want to go back even further if I can, if I can find all the data. But for now, I have the four-year range. But obviously, we know Lamar Jackson had a 9.22% danger rate in 2020, but he didn't throw an interception on 9.22% of his attempts. So that's where I think that we might actually be able to use the danger rate and the amount of uh, interceptions and create kind of like a regression, kind of like we do with t uh, touchdown rate. You know, and the, obviously you guys know I'm very big on touchdown rate. If somebody like Aaron Rodgers is up at 8.8% in 2020, there's a very good chance that he's going to be substantially lower than that in 2021 because we know the average for quarterbacks, even for very good quarterbacks, is about 6, 6.5%. 6 
So when you're that much higher, chances are you're going to regress. Or if you're substantially lower, then you might regress back back up. Now, obviously, if you're just terrible, like Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones had a 2.1% touchdown rate. Just because he was at a 2.1% doesn't mean he's going to regress back up to 6.5%. You have to actually be good at you know, in the NFL. You have to be a good football player uh, for that to work. But he could actually do a little bit better this year. Um, I wouldn't hold my breath, though. So what I did next is I took the average of the danger plays divided by interceptions, and that gave us a percentage. And then I averaged that out for all the years, uh, for all four years, and then I created like a main average, and that was around 36%. So the average quarterback in the NFL throws a pick for about for about one out of every three danger plays. So then we can go back and see somebody like Lamar Jackson, where was he compared to the average? He was actually 13.6% less than the NFL average, meaning he, he technically did not throw as many interceptions as he should have. Josh Allen was even higher than that at a 17.39% that he was below the average. We actually see in 2019, he was 18.4% above the average. And then he regressed back like substantially further in 2020. And he was actually negative 17.39%, uh, or obviously below the average. But by doing this with all of the quarterbacks and looking at the data, which I, I will put this up in an article on the, on the website uh, as soon as I'm all done with it. So you guys can look through it and uh, you know, see if you can figure out anything for yourself as well. But by looking at it, you start noticing patterns. You know, it it really does look like it. The rate wants to regress back to zero. It wants to get back to the average. You know, where where it should be. Now it's not perfect. There's years where a player might be at eight point six percent below, and then the next year he goes to twenty two point twenty nine percent below. But then the following year he's back up closer to zero at like two point one percent. Now, I know that's a bunch of numbers and you're probably bored out of your mind now, but <laughs> I just wanted to basically the, the point is that it seems like you can base things. You can base how many interceptions they should throw based off of the danger rate. And then you can you can know, OK, they didn't throw as many interceptions as they should have. So there's a decent chance that they're going to throw as many as they should have this year or possibly even more than that. And vice versa, you know, you have players that threw way too many compared to how many danger plays they had or, you know, compared to the NFL average. Russell Wilson was actually one of those. And, and we know how Russell Wilson kind of had like a tale of two seasons where he was amazing in the first half and then he fell off. Well, technically, Russell Wilson threw about 20% more interceptions than he should have or more than the NFL average. And so, you know, he... he it shouldn't have been as down of a year or second half of the season for Russell as it was technically. And that was regressing from the previous season where he was negative 14%. So he, he didn't throw as many as, as he should have. You can kind of base a player's year off of this. Like, was it a fluke? Was it legit? Can he repeat it? That kind of thing. So bringing it back to the players, kind of getting away from the numbers for a minute, uh, the players that are showing that they will regress back and are due, I'm doing air quotes, <laughs> more interceptions than they should or than they threw last year is uh, 
Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Derek Carr, Mitchell Trubisky, Matt Ryan, Gardner Minshew, obviously, you know, obviously he's not starting, Deshaun Watson, Daniel Jones, Lamar Jackson, and surprisingly, Patrick Mahomes, although his danger rate is really low. So even though he has like a 12% uh, difference there, it's probably, I, I haven't actually done the math, but it's probably like two extra interceptions and not that big of a deal. So obviously that doesn't mean that these guys, these quarterbacks are all going to be terrible or anything like that. It just means that you might want to knock them down just a tad. You know, if you if you thought they were your QB8, maybe you make them your QB9. You know, maybe you push somebody up above them that was pretty close. Maybe you trade for somebody that's in a similar tier that's maybe a little safer and you get a little something added on top. But I honestly do think that, you know, this exercise has proven to me that Josh Allen is risky, to say the least. That my original fears with his danger plays and, you know, what he did last year, um, I believe he had, what, 10 inter- interceptions. You know, it's it's showing here. He should have had about five more. But obviously, like I said, we've seen it swing in the other direction. So, you know, that just because he was supposed to have five more doesn't mean that that's where he would end up this year. He could end up, you know, 10 more, 15 more. Um, we've seen, or at least I've seen by looking at these numbers, the range of outcomes of what can happen with these quarterbacks. Now, the next thing that I am going to be working on, I just started it, is incorporating IAY, which is intended air yards, into this because I want to know the safest quarterbacks that are throwing the ball deep. You know, they're they're doing they're scoring the most points, they're they're setting their team up for success, but they're still safe. And I also want to see, you know, the complete opposite of that, where, you know, if you have a guy that's obviously not very good with the high danger rate, and yet they're not even pushing the ball down the field, uh, you know, that's bad. That's not something that you would want. Uh, especially in Dynasty, and I would imagine that they're not going to last very long in the NFL either. So hopefully that was interesting and you guys aren't all sleeping right now. (laughs) I know I I gave you a lot of numbers. Uh, Hopefully that's what you're here for. I promise you that we will have some normal shows. We will have some player value shows, and we'll cover some trades and uh, go over all the off-season news and and everything once we get to that point. But we're kind of in that like post-draft lull where not too much is going on besides, you know, Julio Jones begging for a trade and Aaron Rodgers begging for a trade. Uh, just about everyone begging for a trade, but we don't actually have any info, so it's hard to do any kind of like news or anything like that. I do have some guests lined up here in, in the near future, so we'll definitely have some interesting guests and interesting shows. I'm working with Aaron Wilcox and Duchesne's uh, uh, to get a uh, Debbie devotional out here pretty soon. So that might be next week, or if not next week, the following week, and we'll be covering some of the 22 class uh, if you're interested in that kind of thing. Like I said, I'm working with Katie Flower on some Debbie stuff. Those findings will probably go up on the website. That's not really something that I want to dedicate too much time to on as far as like podcasting or anything, but maybe we'll talk about it a little bit on the Debbie devotional, or maybe I'll bring Katie on um, here in the future once we have everything finalized with that and we can kind of go over everything. For now, I think the point still stands. Sell Josh Allen as long as you're getting good value for him. You know, I, I, uh, I did my rankings and I, he came out as the QB nine in the rankings. Um, 
not a hundred percent finalized, but I mean, I'm, I would imagine that he's going to be somewhere right around there. And so, you know, once again, he's still top 10, top 12 quarterback, not saying sell him for nothing, but if you can get good value for him, I still think it's worth it. And, you know, if he does, if he continues doing what he did in 2020, I, I could definitely see his value falling off pretty quickly. So thank you for listening to this. Hopefully this is what you want to hear or something <laughs> to that effect. I do appreciate the feedback. I want to talk about the things you guys want to hear about. So if you have something in particular, just slide in the DMs, jump on happy hour. Just let me know what do you guys want to hear about and I will talk about it or I'll bring on guests that can talk about it if I don't know all about it. So thank you for listening to the Monocle Dynasty podcast. Follow me at Dynasty Coach A on Twitter. But for now, I'm cashing out.